This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so, so, so excited to have this conversation with you today. I hope that you are healthy and safe and grounded. And if you may not be grounded right now, listening at the very beginning, it is absolutely my hope that you will walk away from this conversation together feeling a lot more grounded, a lot more certain about what it is you can do to reduce any frustration, stress, anxiety, whatever range of emotions you may be experiencing at this time, given the current climate and what is happening with this pandemic. So at the time of this recording, it is Friday of a week of working from home, which I do normally, um, but also working from home with my children at home the entire time. My kids are three and five and also my husband being home. So even though he is a healthcare professional, he actually works in the ER, he had this week off. And so our entire family was home with a lot of competing demands, a lot of competing priorities, a lot of competing needs. And I am ending this week on such a positive note. And I want to just share sort of how I have managed this week, what my mindset has been, what it is I've actually done to create this experience for myself. And so I I offer that and I frame it that way because I know sometimes when you have a hard time in your marriage or in your family, it feels like the people in your life, namely your husband, is just a difficult person for you to navigate and manage. And I can remember being in a position with one of my marriage mentors feeling like, well, your husband is awesome. So of course, your marriage is thriving. Of course, you are happy. Of course, life is like rainbows and daisies for you because you're not married to my husband. And (laughs) so I offer that because I know some of you may listen to this episode with that in mind, with this belief and feeling that like, your husband is so difficult to be with. Your husband is so, you know, frustrating to you and he is the problem. And even everything I'm going to tell you won't work because he's so difficult. And your brain will deliver to you a lot of reasons and excuses for why what I'm going to share um, may not work for you. And that at the at the end of next week, come Friday, you may be 
feeling worse or more frustrated. And so I want you to one, just be aware of that and sort of be on to yourself that that is just a natural human tendency to sort of make your situation feel like it's a special snowflake such that, you know, the traditional or whatever advice you're getting won't work for you. And I want you to just choose to not believe that. I want you to enter this conversation with me really with an open mind and really with the attitude of this is going to work for me. Because to be perfectly honest, that is part of the strategy is just entering a circumstance, entering a situation with the most positive expectation that you could ever have. So I titled this How I Survived This Week um, because I know often for many of you, it's helpful to hear like exactly what it is I'm doing, exactly what it is I'm up against and how I manage my mind in those situations that we all experience, right? I want you to know that I am human just like you. I am a, you know, sort of type A personality person who likes things done a certain way. And, you know, in many aspects of my life that serves me well, and I'm seeing more and more how in my marriage and in parenting, that is not how I need to operate to be able to access the peace and the calm and the ease that I actually want. So I'm going to just share with you and break down sort of what I did this week, what I've been doing and how these things has really helped me to land on a Friday afternoon in like an amazing, amazing place. So the first thing I want to offer you is that what has helped me this week is really having a very deep awareness of myself. And what I mean by that is I'm very tuned into what are my specific triggers. I'm very tuned in into what are my specific natural expectations. I'm very tuned in into what puts me in a good mood, what puts me in a bad mood. And so I would say that you know, it's very important that you really know yourself and know what sets you off, what brings you peace, what brings you joy. And so you've probably heard either if you are on my email list or have listened to this podcast before, I um, do an exercise. It's a values exercise where you really sort of look at yourself and look at the things that you value, what matters to you. And happiness, a lot of the times, and joy in your life comes when you are living in alignment with your values. You are being the person that you want to be, having the experiences that you want to have. And so for me, as I entered this week, I knew that fun is something that I value deeply. Ease and harmony is also something that I value deeply, as well as contribution. So as soon as this pandemic began to sort of rise up, I kept asking myself, how can I help? How can I help? How can I be a resource? Where can I offer value? And the thing that I came up with was I decided to do a virtual classroom with my daughter's preschool students. So I know many of the moms there, I host like these little mommy meetups. And so I knew most of the moms. And so I just sent an email out. I was like, hey, why don't we just all connect the kids 
via Zoom, which is the platform that I use. And I invited them all and the kids all got on there and we did like morning circle time together. And that was so rewarding for me because as a mom of small children, I know how hard it is to keep them occupied, to keep them stimulated and engaged. And so we just replicated what they do back at school for their morning circle time. It was like half an hour each morning and it gave the moms like time to eat breakfast or time to like just not be on with their kids. And so that came up for me as something to do because I wanted to contribute. And so the fact that I was adding value to these women's lives in this way and these children's lives in these this way really lifted my own spirits because I was in alignment with the type of person that I want to be. The other thing that I really focused on was fun. So the weather is getting a little bit milder here where I live. And so I knew that every day we could go outside, even if it was a cloudy, rainy day. I just like, we just went to our driveway in the few minutes where it wasn't actually raining. And so I, you know, created a song list and a playlist for me and my kids when we were outside and we just danced and like bugged out. Like they could scream, they could run, they could just be kids. And like, I was trying to tire them out, but I wanted to invoke movement and fun and play into our life because I knew that being home with them all day without having fun would just be the worst experience for everyone. So it was very important to me that I did that. And then the other thing that I greatly value is just peace and harmony. Like I don't like a lot of conflict. I don't like feeling intention with anyone in my life and especially my husband and especially because he is home this week. And so, you know, being that he is a medical professional, there's a lot on his mind because he's preparing to go back to work and he's trying to stay up to date and he has a lot of things that he's trying to get accomplished and I wanted to make sure that my interactions with him left us both in a state of like ease and peace. And so really even when my human nature would want to be frustrated or want to be disappointed or want to feel like an expectation wasn't being met. I reminded myself that what I value more than being right or controlling him or trying to influence him to do something else than what he was doing was I valued peace and I valued harmony and I valued ease. And so I always asked myself like in this experience, what would give me peace? What would give me ease? And so that is sort of what knowing yourself enables you and allows you to do in any situation in your life. So that's the first sort of overarching bucket of things that I did. The other piece is managing my mind. And I encourage you to do the same. So again, much of the work that I do and what I want to always communicate to you is that you actually have a choice in what you think. There are thoughts that will naturally come up, of course, but you decide when that thought knocks on the door, do you open the door and invite the thought in and have tea and cookies and make it an overnight guest and make it just a permanent fixture in your mind? 
Or do you notice the thought, hear it come to your mind and gently focus on something else that serves you? And so life, especially now in this crisis situation, will bring you a lot of thoughts that probably are not helping. It will bring you a lot of thoughts that don't serve you, a lot of thoughts that cause frustration and anger and upset. And so what I want you to do is to just always remember that you can direct your thoughts to whatever you want to think. And so for me, again, because I wanted this to be a week of ease and peace, when I found myself frustrated, right? Like when my husband maybe wasn't helping out with the kids as much as I wanted him to, or he wasn't doing what I thought he should be doing or thinking the way I thought he should be thinking, I constantly reminded myself of the things I wanted to practice thinking about him specifically. And I'm sharing that because this podcast is about marriage. There's lots of other things I managed my mind about during this week, but I'm just sharing the marital pieces um, for the sake of this conversation. So one of the thoughts that I thought a lot was he has his own agenda and it's not mine, right? So I want you to really sit with that. Like what if you just allowed it to be true and totally okay that your husband have his own agenda and that his agenda is not your agenda. Because here's the thing, as a woman and as a mother, you probably wake up with a list of how the day should go, right? You have a thousand things to do, and you in your mind have it all planned out. And so you have this agenda, whether it's ever communicated to him, whether it's ever written down, or whether it's just something that's in your head, you have an idea of what you want to do first, what you want to do second, when you want the kids to do X, Y, and Z, when you want to start cooking dinner, when you want to start getting ready for bed. Like You have all of that figured out in your mind. And that is your agenda. And I want you to like honor that and love your agenda, but I also want to offer you that your agenda does not have to be his agenda. And I know a lot of times in marriage, we have bought into this belief that like we have to be on the same page about everything. And that's not necessarily true, especially if it's creating conflict. And so what I always just like to say is like, my agenda can be my agenda and I'm responsible for implementing my agenda and my husband can have his own agenda and he's responsible for implementing his own agenda. It doesn't mean that if he wants me to do something that I'm not able to do that I have to do it and it doesn't mean that he has to do something um, that I want him to do if he has another priority or something else that he needs to be doing. And so it's okay, right? That's where you offer some grace and some leeway and some flexibility and to adjust yourself between two very different agendas. So maybe at eight o'clock in the morning, his agenda is to sleep. And maybe for you, it's to get the kids up and dressed and ready for the day. Those things are not mutually exclusive unless you make them. Right. So that is one thought that I had. He has his agenda and it's not mine and that's okay. That's thought number one. The other thought, which is very, very similar, is he can use his time however he chooses. And I know that this is really hard, especially if you have children, where it feels like, no, nobody gets to use their time the way they choose because we have these kids and we have these responsibilities to the children. 
but it's actually really true. Now, the reason this is hard for us as responsible, organized women is that it feels like we don't have a choice. (laughs) And it feels like if we don't have a choice with our time, then certainly he doesn't have a choice with his time. Kids need to eat, they need to sleep, they need to, you know, take a shower or take a bath or whatever the case may be. And so whenever you are making choices about your time or judging him for how he is spending his time, what I want you to remember is that in the moment, however you are using your time is the priority for you. And in that moment, however he is using his time is the priority for him. And both of you are allowed to do that. So whereas at five o'clock, you may prioritize your time to start cooking dinner, that's a choice you make because you want dinner to be ready at a certain time to make the rest of the night flow in the way that you would like. That's your choice because the other choice that's also available to you is you could start cooking at eight o'clock. You could, right? Now, you don't want to, you know, suffer the consequences of eating dinner that late, but it is your choice and you get to do with your time whatever you want to. And it just so happens that your priorities may be more in line with what's going to be best for the kids so they aren't cranky or what's going to be best for everyone so that you're not overly tired or overly hungry. But you choose how to spend your time based on what's important to you in that moment. And he is doing the same. And sometimes those things will line up together and sometimes they won't. But that doesn't mean that he's not allowed to use his time however he wants. Now, I can hear you arguing with me in your head right now. And I offer this because, again, my lens this week was peace, calm, and ease. And so this is the thinking that creates peace, calm, and ease. Now, if you want to argue with this thought, and if you want to poke holes in it for why it's wrong and why it won't work for you, that's fine. Like you're totally entitled to do that. It will just lead you most likely to more frustration because if he's not aligning with that, you're going to be upset right? So this is really just a conversation about how to not be so upset. What do you have to think to not be upset all the time, right? And so his agenda, not mine, and he can use his time however he wants. Those are the exact thoughts that will get you to being at peace because you're not trying to create a reality that's not happening, right? The other is again, these are all on the same vein, but the other thought that I kept in the forefront of my mind was we don't have to have the same priorities. We don't. There's room for all of it. And I'll give you an example. Even with our kids, again, my lens and my priority with them is like fun and learning. I want it to be a meaningful and productive day where they've like read some books or colored or done some fine motor activities and went outside and jumped around, right? Like that's what I care about. Those are my priorities with the kids. So when I wake up, that's my lens. It's like, what are we going to do today? How can we have fun? What's the project we're going to do? What is the interaction that we're going to have together? For my husband, he really is into having a very neat and tidy home, and making sure the kids clean their plates and they eat all their food. 
So when he's interacting with them, right, like his priority is like, are you eating all of your peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Did you eat all your breakfast? And I embrace that that is important to him. And I just make room for him to like be in control of that. I'm not going to stress myself out over the fact that it takes our kids like an hour to eat sometimes. That's not my priority with them, right? It's like, if it takes you an hour to eat, it takes you an hour to eat. But for him, he wants them to eat, you know, within a shorter time frame. So I just clear the way for that to be his priority and for me not to step in the way of that, right? Same with cleaning. Like, you know, he wants the, the play area cleaned up before the kids go to bed. I could care less because... I just, that's not where my priority is. And usually by the end of the night, I'm so exhausted. That's the last thing I'm thinking of. Um, But it's important to him. And so if that means that the kids are going to go to bed 10 minutes later, 15 minutes later, because they're cleaning up, like I just can create space for that priority of his to coexist with mine, or I can relax my priority to make room for his. Like whatever the case is, I'm okay with the fact that we don't have the same priorities in a given day, right? And so I want you to think about that stuff for you. Like where are you bumping up against problems? Where are you wanting him to think the same way you think, to make the same decisions that you make? Like where is that happening for you? Be very aware of that. Now, the interesting thing about these thoughts and the actions I took this week is that they're not hard, right? It's not hard to pull some kids together and do a Zoom meeting. It's not hard to go outside and play with my children. It's not hard to, you know, just really be in peace (laughs) with my husband, right? It's not hard to do those things when you have the right mindset. And again, I could give you strategy. I could tell you exactly what to do and how to spend your day and what not to do. But if your mindset is not in the right place, none of those things will really truly matter and have the impact that you're wanting. And so I would say that there are five core mindsets or five core approaches to this that makes what I've just shared with you work. The first is to focus on peace and ease. I told you that was my primary desire, peace and ease. And so when you focus on peace and ease, you stop trying to fight reality. You stop trying to make him do things that he doesn't want to do or be a person that he's not being right now. You just let him be. Let him be. Three of my favorite words. The other thing is to assume positive intent, right? So a lot of times when you aren't on the same page or when your priorities in a given moment are not the same, it feels like your husband is your enemy. It feels like he's doing something to frustrate you or he's being obstinate or he's, you know, you're in this like battle and tug of war for control. And I think when you can adopt the mindset of positive intent and just assume the best in him, assume that you guys really do want the same thing, that it really helps to be able to let some of these things go with a little bit more ease. The other um, key mindset is to really be focused on progress and to look for things to give credit for. 
<laughs> what do I mean by that? So again, in a day where you are trying to work from home and you know your kids are home and you're trying to make sure they're doing their schoolwork or learning something for the day, it may seem like you are doing a hundred things. Like from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, you've literally done a hundred tasks and your husband may have done three. And a lot of women get super resentful about that and have a hard time managing themselves when they feel like they're doing everything and he's doing nothing. And so one of the mindsets that's so important in all of this is honoring any progress. Even if he just does one thing, I want you to focus on that one thing. At least he did that, right? The more and more you can just look at what he is doing right, the less frustrated you're going to be. And it doesn't mean that he's right or it doesn't mean that he shouldn't be doing more, but it does mean that you're not going to be as pissed off. When you look and focus with gratitude on what he is doing, what he did do, it really, really makes a difference. I tell you this from experience. The other thing, number four, is just remembering once again that you have control over your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions. You have control over that. No matter what the trigger is with your husband, with this crisis, with your children, with your job, with all the things you're trying to juggle, you have control over your thoughts, over your emotions, and over your actions. And the more you are aware of the fact that this is a choice, this is a choice that I'm being angry, this is a choice that I'm choosing to be frustrated, this is a choice that I'm choosing to have this argument with him, the more you can be in control of making a different choice. And then the last thing is really getting to a place of appreciating that you're just two very different people. And that is okay And that can actually be a beautiful, beautiful thing. It can actually be a beautiful, beautiful thing that you are two different people who think completely different, who have completely different skill sets, completely different approaches. When you recognize that and you look for how your differences are making your life better together, Everything else I've just shared is so much easier. Okay, so again, those mindsets. You have got to focus on peace and ease. Numero uno. You have to assume positive intent. He is not trying to be your enemy, no matter how much you want to believe that. Honor any progress or any contribution he is making, no matter how small. Remember that you have control over your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions, and then appreciate and honor the fact that you are two very different people, and there's nothing wrong with that. So thank you for allowing me to share that with you. I think this is actually super helpful for me because I want to keep all of these things in mind as I enter into another week of being home 
with my kids and actually my husband will now be juggling his work schedule so there's another ball thrown in the air for us to navigate and to manage and so I hope that hearing what's been working for me will be helpful for you in what you are doing in your home and if I can be a resource to you or if you are at a point where you're like I really need some one-on-one help like I'm not quite sure that I'm gonna make it um, or having help would really make a difference and I'm ready for coaching I'm ready to work with you I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly you can schedule a free complimentary consultation where you will have the opportunity to sort of share with me what is going on you will tell me what it is you want and then I will just offer to you how I approach your very specific situation so what it would be like to work with me what it would be like for me to be your coach and how I would help you specifically based on what is happening in your life and in your marriage so if that is something you feel like you are ready for and want to have a conversation with me about it you can do that by scheduling your appointment at bit.ly forward slash schedule with Siobhan I look forward to being back with you in a new episode and maybe we'll meet on the phone as well if you're ready for coaching. All right, have an incredible, incredible week. I am praying for you and your safety, both mentally, emotionally, and of course, spiritually. Take care. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 marriage beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.